Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Content Experience Show podcast. I'm Anna Harak from Convince and Convert. Now, ordinarily, I would say that I'm here with my amazing co-host, Randy Frisch from Uberflip, but he's actually out and about traveling right now. So that means that today it is just going to be you and me and our fabulous guest, Corinne Scalar. Corinne Sklar is Chief Marketing Officer at Blue Wolf, an IBM company. Now, I was lucky enough to see Corinne speak at the Conix conference just a few weeks ago, but I wasn't actually able to talk to her until this episode. And I was really excited to talk to her because at the conference, I actually saw her speak on how she aligns her internal teams. And it was just chocked full of amazing advice and great processes. And this is something that I'm really passionate about because it seems that it's something that pretty much every content and digital marketing team struggles with at some point, no matter how amazing your processes are, no matter how wonderful company culture is. It's just something that really affects teams in general. So we spend a lot of time in this episode in the first half talking about that, but in the second half, we also dive into some of the really amazing findings from her team's annual and recently released State of Salesforce report. Um, So be sure to stick around and listen to some of the really interesting tidbits and facts that she has, Um, and she also provides a way where you can download that for free. So be sure to stick around and listen in. Um, But without further ado, let's go ahead and chat with Corinne. Hey, Corinne, thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm so excited to finally get to talk to you because we both were at the Content Experience Conference just about a month ago here, and we were both speaking at it, but um, we didn't get to meet. I saw your talk. I loved your talk, but I didn't get to talk to you. So thank you for being here today to talk to me. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for those of you out there, you may have seen Corinne at the Content Experience Conference, but Corinne, for those who didn't get to go, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell everybody a little bit about your amazing self? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, my name is Corinne Sklar. I'm the CMO of Blue Wolf, an IBM company, and I've, I've actually been in this role for quite a long time. I've been part of the founding team of Blue Wolf for the last gosh, 13 plus years and uh, really been leading the charge of helping you know clients really digitally transform themselves on the Salesforce platform. We are Salesforce's largest um, you know, consulting agency partner, and uh, it's been amazing to be part of that ecosystem. Nice. So one of the things that I loved that you talked about at uh, Connex and something that I don't think people are necessarily talking about too much about today. I think people are touching on it, but you really dove in, which is the topic of sort of building a team and aligning teams. That sounds to be something like you were just very passionate about and something you have a ton of work with. Absolutely. I mean, I think we all could agree that people produce everything in this world. Technology is just enabler of getting campaigns out the door, 
But at the end of the day, it really is our teams, our people who make it come to life. And I think for myself, coming from the consulting industry, where we're going and working with clients to help them align around a vision and really execute against that vision, I've had a unique perspective because it all is about producing the result for our client. And so I think I've taken that um, as I've been building my teams internally at Blue Wolf. And I, I honestly, you know, I could say this, and I'm sure everybody says something like this. I wouldn't be where I am today without the incredible team that I've had at Blue Wolf for the last you know, decade. And I've had some folks on my team for over a decade. And wow. the ability to work together, the ability that our team has been able to develop marketers from the ground up, I think is incredible. And, you know, I really want to take those learnings to, to other marketers every time I, I go out and, and speak to clients and speak at conferences. And it's, you know, it's kind of funny too. The, I, first off, love that you just gave credit to all of the people on your team and that it really does, you know, not to be cliche here, but it really does take a village to get the work done, to make it a success. But, you know, I think sometimes content marketers and just digital marketers in general, we have this tendency to think, well, if we just hire good people and we just hire smart people, like it'll just happen. But there's so much work that goes into building the right teams. And you kind of touched on some of the elements of, of getting your teams aligned. What were some of those key things that you think everybody should be thinking about that maybe we're not today? Right. So I, there were really three pillars that I talked about. And obviously there's a lot of meat on all these elements. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, marketers need to make it fast. They need to make it work and they need to make it stand out. And I think specifically when I talk about making it fast, I'm a very big believer in the need for project management for marketers. You know, I think mm. one of the questions that I asked the audience is how many people, and this was primarily a marketing audience, and I said, how many people in the audience are PMP certified? And I think one hand was raised. And I'm not saying- I remember that. Yeah, I'm not saying you need to be uh, PMP certified, but- I am a big believer in having an engine, uh, really understanding the process of execution. You can have great ideas, but if you don't know how to execute those ideas quickly with agility, with quick feedback loops and iteration, it doesn't matter because that is a core element of, of being able to just get programs out the door. So I'm a big believer that when a marketer starts um, on their first day as they engage, and it doesn't matter their background, we have to teach them the tenets and the values of what we value as a marketer in our organizations. And one of those for me is understanding our project management process. How do you, what are the tools that we have to execute? What do we value? And I think that's very, very important that that's documented, that that is embedded into every part of the culture of that marketing team. And so I really do talk a lot about um, teaching marketers the value of that. And obviously, again, from a consulting perspective, that is key. <laughs> if you want to deploy Salesforce across, you know, you know, multiple countries and you don't have uh, alignment with executives and a project management process, it ain't going to happen. And so 
I really take those same tenets and apply them inside of our organization in marketing. And so I think that's the first pillar. The second piece is really around uh, what I call making it work. And so a lot of that has to do with aligning with the selling organization and also align, organizing the marketing team in a very specific way um, that lends to agility. And so a lot of what I talk about is obviously metrics. You know, we, we have everything in Salesforce. Obviously, we have a MarTech stack, you know, that's very modern. But Salesforce is a core platform for us, and, and we use it because that is the tool my sellers are in. And so we speak the same language. What they see, we see. What we see, they see. And I think transparency is critical for aligning around programs. So a lot of what I do also with the marketers is really help um, our team see through the lens of our sellers. Um, And and one other aspect to add there, and we can end on the, the last pillar, is specifically around storytelling and making it work. Making content work is really about truly understanding your customers and not just looking at it through a data lens. And I know everybody's about looking at the data. Great. Data doesn't tell emotion. Data doesn't show you the pain of the client of what's happening in their business. And so one of the processes that we've implemented inside of Blue Wolf is that we have a a newsletter and an entire program. It's called The Howl. And this is actually led by our product marketing team. And we, we meet with our clients and our sellers and we produce client stories that we our marketers actually go out and enable our sellers on. And so I think it's very important that my marketers really understand what's happening with my customers, not that they're just producing content, but they understand the depths of the broader client stories that are happening in our business. So that's a critical component. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I love it. And it's sorry not to cut you off. I just, I totally agree with literally everything you just said. I think, you know, especially just the the process, like we always have these amazing digital strategies to execute on, but we don't actually have the vision for how to do it. And then the transparency level, you know, we have this tendency to think that everybody's just going to be on the same page, no matter what. And then of course, you know, data is critical, but it's not everything. It's really about that qualitative and quantitative. And I agree with you. I think there's just something that is so necessary and and fills in so many blanks by just having a conversation with the client and just getting back to that storytelling side. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the final kind of point that I called out was make it stand out. And, you know, I am incredibly proud to work for an organization like IBM, who really, I would say, you know, with, uh, you know, they had the leader, Paul Rand, who was really one of, you could say, the godfather of design. Um, you know, he made a quote that said, everything is design, everything. And obviously from my personal background, I came, uh, I went to art school. So I've always been a big believer in visual design and visual communication. And, you know, one of the things just being in B2B marketing and also B2C marketing for a long time, you know, I just, I am a, a big believer in design and, and I, I, personally think a lot of B2B marketing is boring, not engaging. And I am trying to push the needle in my own business to 
or to, to really put a focus on visual communication and make it, you know, to, to drive in my marketers the importance of design and educating them on why that is important. And so for me, I think partially, you know, as we look at marketing, content marketing across the board, yes, you can get content out the door, you can make it aligned. But then you actually have to make it stand out where people are actually going to engage. And if you're just copying the next marketer next to you, it's been done. And so it's not going to stand out. And I think risk-taking and trying new things and not looking always to your neighbor in marketing is how you're going to do breakthrough programs. Um, And I think that's another key element. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love it. Everything everything you just said. And I love how you're able to break everything down into these pillars that are so easy to understand. And it's funny too, because, you know, they really are things that we should know and they're things that we should be doing. But I think it's just, you know, obviously with the day-to-day, it's hard to just do them all consistently. Um, you know, but you're, I mean, everything you broke down is absolute gold in my book. I love it. And, you know, I think everybody on this show is going to love it too. Before we jump into how you and your team actually get to execute this on a consistent basis and some of the work that you've actually been doing recently, especially with upcoming Dreamforce, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Everybody stick around because Corinne is going to drop some even more gold on us when we come back from our break. Hi, friends. This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connect Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at convinceandconvert.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by CoSchedule. I'm a big fan of the team over at CoSchedule because they are making it possible for us as marketers to live with an all-in-one marketing calendar. Combines project management, email marketing, social promotion, all in one place, which we know is so tricky when our team is not aligned. So to get complete visibility over your entire marketing schedule, keep your sanity and get more done, check out CoSchedule. You can go to coschedule.com slash connex to get your free marketing strategy template, plus a lowdown on how CoSchedule is helping thousands of marketers like you get their sanity back. That's at coschedule.com slash connex. Growth in your business is tough. Ads are expensive and let's face it, social media is hard. The best way to grow is to have your customers do it for you via word of mouth. But you have to give people a consistent and memorable story to tell. That story is your talk trigger. And Jay and Daniel's new book shows you exactly how to do it. It's the complete guide to creating customers with word of mouth, and it's available now wherever you get books. It's easy to find because it's the one with the alpacas on the cover, 
and it is Uber Flip Pink. Visit talktriggers.com slash Connex to get it today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with Corinne Scalar, and she just dropped a ton of gold on us about how to align our teams and how to really make it work. Now, Corinne, you and your team actually, you do a ton of work behind the scenes and, and obviously even things that we can um, take a look at today, such as you just dropped the state of Salesforce, which it's this report is in its seventh year, correct? Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's huge. It is a massive, amazing report. And, and I'm so excited to dig into it. I haven't been able to yet, but I'm so excited. How did this kind of come about? Obviously, you know, um, we've been, you know, Dreamforce is obviously coming up and we've been talking a little bit about Salesforce here and there, but how did this come about? It's a, it's a great story, actually. So about seven years ago, Eric Barrage, our CEO, and I were talking about, you know, just the constant trends and themes we were seeing as we've been deploying over thousands of clients uh, leveraging Salesforce. And we, we were having a conversation and it was like, maybe we should do our own kind of state of what's going on for our clients. And so I'm like, let me, let me take that. And, and me and uh, our incredible marketing team in San Francisco, uh, you know, developed and launched our first data Salesforce report. And when it hit the first year, it caused a lot of drama inside of And, um, you know, I think they weren't expecting us to do that. And, you know, obviously a lot of phone calls, but really over the last, you know, six years now, since we launched it that first year, you know, we, we obviously, this is a, a report that Blue Wolf does all in-house. We don't outsource this report. It is designed in-house. It is produced by our marketing team. It is produced by with our thought leaders in this space with IBM and, uh, and Blue Wolf. But, you know, now Salesforce has really become a partner in, you know, promoting it as, you know, there are certain stats that come out that really support some of the direction that they're trying to drive in their product roadmap. And so, you know, we've definitely come full circle since the first year. Um, and this is always a big focus for us right before Dreamforce. It is one of, it is our top uh, content piece every year. We get, you know, thousands upon thousands of downloads and we give thousands away at Dreamforce. And so, you know, we're really excited to launch that today and happy to tell you more about what's in the report this year. Yeah. So with that being said, can you give us a little sneak preview? Obviously, you know, people can download it for themselves, but you know, what were some of those really big key findings? Was there anything that kind of shocked you or anything that was surprising or even just anything you think is really notable that people should know? Yeah, I bet there's three things that I could highlight today. And absolutely, you know, if, if any uh, folks who are listening in, if you leverage Salesforce in any function, whether it's Sales Cloud or one of the different clouds, download the report. We actually cover every cloud, um, which I, I think is important because we're looking at this through the lens of how the best companies use Salesforce to drive their business outcomes. And the three trends that I'd like to highlight today is number one, you know, we are definitely seeing that employee satisfaction powers innovation. And when you bring Salesforce into your organization, not just on the front office for your sellers, but when your back office now can have access to that. So there's 
tools out there for sellers around what they call Salesforce CPQ. You know, we are seeing that it, you know, companies who bring those two front and back office employees together, they're two times as likely to enable breakthrough innovation in their business. And so I think this is about transparency. It's also about making sure that Salesforce for your sellers, your agents, is designed for them, not just for management. And I think that's something we've been saying year upon year and upon year is really understanding how your business partners, how your sellers are using Salesforce and getting their feedback to continually innovate on the platform. The second trend, uh, which has been a big focus over the last few years is you know, customer experience strategy needs a home. So, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, we've got to become a customer experience company. We've got to improve our customer experience. Well, who owns it? And we started asking questions around, you know, how is this organized in, you know, medium, small, and large enterprises? And what we found is that, you know, companies who have a centralized strategy around customer experience are two times more likely to agree that they provide a cohesive experience across all of their channels. And so what does that mean? You've got to look inside your business and if it's spread all over the place or you just, you don't have a centralized strategy, consider looking at that. And there's a whole section in the report on that. And then finally, um, our last major trend would be, you know, cross-functional governance fuels continual innovation. And that might sound like more of an IT type of uh, conversation, but ultimately, if you're a marketer and you use CRM and you use Salesforce, it is imperative that there is a governance strategy to continually innovate on that platform. We hear over and over again, Salesforce doesn't work for us anymore. Well, it's because you haven't caught, the platform is so flexible. Your business is moving so fast. That platform has got to keep up with your marketers, with your selling organization, if you're using it for service, with your agents. And so having a focus around governance and constantly driving iterative uh, innovation is a key to getting more out of that platform and to service, you know, the the needs in, in businesses today. So again, those are three high level trends, but there is 82 pages of great insights and, you know, I, I hope people enjoy it. Nice. I'm so excited to go to now. Um, everybody can just go to the Blue Wolf website, right? Yep. Bluewolf.com uh, or bluewolf.com slash SOSF. Nice. Everybody needs to go download this because also to me, as you were talking, it sounds like it's maybe even people who aren't using Salesforce today. It sounds like it's much bigger than that as well. It sounds like there's a lot of key learnings in there that just apply in general. Like you mentioned, you know, employee satisfaction really drives innovation. And obviously Salesforce is a part of that, but it sounds like pretty much everybody can get something out of this report too. Absolutely. Nice. So this ties into a little bit of what you're going to be talking about Dreamforce, right? Absolutely. So uh, IBM and and Blue Wolf are the largest sponsors of Dreamforce again this year. Um, we launched a strategic uh, global strategic partnership with Salesforce last year uh, to focus on how we combine our AI capabilities and how we bring industry solutions to market. Um, and we're excited to be showcasing at Dreamforce this year, you know, the momentum in AI and the momentum of, of what we're doing to 
really help businesses across, you know, industries and around the world drive, you know, their, their digital transformation. So we're super excited. We, um, I, I don't know if you know this, but Blue Wolf has actually been, and therefore IBM has been the only, I believe, and anybody out there can contest this, uh, consistent largest sponsor of Dreamforce from day one. So I think we might be the only partner who's actually sponsored every Dreamforce at those highest levels. Um, and, you know, for me, this is, I believe, my 12th year of doing Dreamforce. And so, um, you know, I, I love it. I think it's, it's a great... Uh, it's a great conference. Salesforce has done an incredible job of building community. And I think that's what our customers really enjoy across sales, marketing, the entire um, spectrum. And it's just a great opportunity to meet face-to-face and really showcase the incredible innovative work that our clients are doing every day. And, you know, we're, we're so excited to, to, be, to be the largest sponsor again and partnering with Salesforce on it. Nice. So this episode is actually going to air after Dreamforce, but for those who may have missed you there, what is one thing that you really hope they take away from either interacting with you or or hearing you speak there or even just meeting with you? What is sort of your one takeaway you wish everybody would just walk away with? I would say it's really captured in our state of Salesforce report in general. We do this as a labor of love based on feedback around where we see clients consistently tripping up. (laughs) And, you know, I think it's a journey, the digital, you know, transforming your business and across all of your channels is a journey. And it's really about driving that executive alignment, understanding that people use technology and technology is just the enabler. Everything that we do inside of Blue Wolf and IBM, yes, we know these tools inside and out. We know what it can do for people's businesses, but our businesses are run by humans. And we, we cannot forget about the human experience. We cannot forget about the need to engage our people in driving ch- change in our organizations. And so, um, you know, I think that is a consistent thing we, we've always differentiated on in this ecosystem. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, folks who, who don't get to Dreamforce can, can see and, and see our content and understand that this is a journey and uh, learn from the clients that we're going to be showcasing like BP, like Coca-Cola, like Sally Beauty uh, and T-Mobile and hear what they're doing and the lessons learned, not just on the technology side, but how they're driving that change in their business. Nice. Beautiful. I cannot think of a more poignant and beautiful way to end our podcast time together. Corinne, that was absolutely a mic drop moment. So thank you so much. Uh, Now that we've gotten to know you on the professional side, we're going to take a few minutes and ask you a couple of personal questions. So Corinne, stick around with us for just a few minutes more, and we are going to talk about your love of the arts in just a second. Okay, Corinne, so I know you talked about at Connex that you are a massive fan of the arts, especially being in the Bay Area, just how much um, you know, you're know you involved with the ballet there. What, tell us a little bit about that real quick, because it's, it's huge. You're on the board. It's, it's amazing. 
I uh, I actually went to an incredible uh, school here in the Bay Area called Mills College, and it's a women's college, and it's known for their arts program. And I actually I got my degree in, in arts and journalism, and I, I believe truly believe that um, getting an, a degree in the arts has absolutely helped me in my career, and I am a huge proponent of education and humanities and the arts. Our CEO did an incredible TED Talk of why tech needs the humanities. Um, And I am an incredible believer in the power of creative thinking. And so for me, you know, grounding myself in the arts community in the Bay Area is, is, is really is water and food for me to continue to, to think of breakthrough ideas in the work that I do every day and to fill, you know, another side of me, which is just a love for the arts. And here in the Bay Area, um, obviously a lot of change in the Bay Area. And, you know, I am working with the Alonzo King Lines Ballet, which is a world premiere ballet here, um, not just in the Bay Area, but around the world. And trying to bring a focus uh, around investment in the arts in the Bay Area. We've got a lot of philanthropy um, happening here in the Bay Area, but really trying to see how do we direct that to the arts community um, and really help it it thrive and become a world class city. And so, you know, for me, it's a uh, it's it's an incredible organization, and you know, love the focus here in the Bay Area around uh, the arts. Nice. Okay. So my question for you, since you are such a massive fan of the arts, you're a huge supporter of it. You have an arts background, you know, when, and I think this is a tip that even every marketer, every digital marketer will, will really appreciate, but you know, when you're feeling just so depleted, like you've, you've done a ton of strategy work and a lot of critical thinking, a lot of analyses, a lot of data. And you know, when you're feeling just a little bit depleted on creativity, what is something you do that kind of fills you back up, you know, whether it be going to an art museum or, you know, taking the second to write or draw, like what is something that kind of creatively fills you back up when you are feeling a little depleted? Well, number one, it would be my partner, uh, Ryan Kobza, who is an incredible creative director and designer who has really been my partner in design uh, for over 15 years. Uh, he, uh, he and I go and are actively going, we go to portfolio days of uh, the, the art Art Academy here in San Francisco. Yeah. We go meet with designers, students, and we, we do that because it, 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 it always fulfills us and it shows us what's happening, what's new going on. And so we go to a lot of portfolio days. Um, absolutely. Him and I are very involved in the arts community. And so we go to a lot of the gallery shows. We'll, we'll obviously go to the MoMA shows and I take my team to those. I invite artists to come speak to my marketers. Uh, you know, it's not just marketers. I invite pure artists to come in and talk about their creative process. Um, I take my marketing team to the MoMA. I mean, we we find lots of different ways to, you know, just spark those out-of-the-box thinking. And, and that is so important for marketers to step back, to, to, to take a breath and think of crazy ideas. I'm a big believer in crazy ideas. And I get a lot of that inspiration, not just from, you know, my partner, Ryan, but obviously from everything that we do in this community. 
Nice. Fantastic. Well, Corinne, I think that is amazing. And and I agree. Anything you can do to keep that spark and talking to different artists and keeping alive. I agree. I love it. Corinne, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was so genuinely wonderful to get to talk to you. And, um, you know, best of luck at, at Dreamforce. I know you're going to kill it again because your talk at Connex was amazing. So um, sad to miss your second talk. But thank you for being on. Really excited to have you. Forever. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. So everybody else, hope you enjoyed the show today. Um, do us a favor. Uh, go ahead and leave us some feedback wherever you download this podcast. Um, we love to hear what you think. We love to hear the topics that you want to hear us cover. Um, until next time, I am Anna Harak from Convince and Convert. And uh, next time, Randy Frisch from Uberfoot will be joining me again. So thank you, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.